This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. That's L-I-B-R-I-V-O-X dot O-R-G. Today's reading by Miette and Philip. Ulysses by James Joyce. Chapter 3 ineluctable modality of the visible at least that if no more thought through my eyes signatures of all things i am here to read sea spawn and sea rack the nearing tide that rusty boot snot green blue silver rust coloured signs limits of the diaphan but he adds in bodies then he was aware of them bodies before of them coloured how? By knocking his sconce against them, sure. Go easy. Bold he was and a millionaire. Maestro di cola quesano. Limit of the diaphan in. Why in? Diaphan, adiaphan. If you can put your five fingers through it, it is a gate, if not a door. Shut your eyes and see. Stephen closed his eyes to hear his boots crush crackling rack and shells. You are walking through it howsomever. I am a stride at a time. A very short space of time through very short times of space. Five, six. The... Nakyananda. Exactly. And that is the ineluctable modality of the audible. Open your eyes. No, Jesus! If I fell over a cliff, that beetle's oar is base. Fell through the... Nebinyanda. Ineluctably. I am getting on nicely in the dark. My ash sword hangs at my side. Tap with it, they do. My two feet in his boots are at the ends of his legs. Nebenyander. Sounds solid. Made by the mallet of Los Demiurgos. Am I walking into eternity along Sandy Mount Strand? Crush, crack, crick, crick, wild sea money. Domini Dizi Kenzeme. Won't you come to Sandy Mount, Madeline the Mare? Rhythm begins, you see. I hear a catalectic tetrameter of iams marching. No, a gallop. Deline the mare. Open your eyes now, I will. One moment. Has all vanished since. If I open and am forever in the black adiaphan, basta. I will see if I can see. See now. There all the time without you and ever shall be world without end. They came down the steps from Leahy's terrace prudently, Frau and Zimmer, and down the shelving shore flabbily, their splayed feet sinking in the silted sand. Like me, like Algie, coming down to our mighty mother, number one swung lordily her midwife's bag, the others gump poked in the beach. From the liberties, out for the day. Mrs. Florence McCabe, relict of the late Patrick McCabe, deeply lamented of Bride Street. One of her sisterhood lugged me squealing into life, creation from nothing. What has she in the bag? A Miss Birth with a trailing navel cord, hushed in ruddy wool. The cords of all link back, strand entwining cable of all flesh. That is why mystic monks, will you be as gods? Gaze in your omphalos. Hello, Kinch here. 
Put me on to Edenville, Aleph, Alpha, Not, Not, One. Spouse and helpmate of Adam Cademan, Eva, naked Eve. She had no navel. Gaze. Belly without blemish, bulging big, a buckler of taut vellum. No, white-heaped corn, orient and immortal, standing from everlasting to everlasting. Womb of sin. Wombed in sin darkness, I was too, made not begotten. By them the man with my voice in my eyes, and a ghost woman with ashes on her breath. They clasped and sundered, did the couple's, coupler's will. From before the ages he willed me, and now may not will me away or ever. Alex Eterna stays about him. Is that then the divine substance wherein father and son are consubstantial? Where is poor dear Arius to try conclusions, warring his life long upon the contransmagnificand jubantantiality? Ill-starred, here Search in a Greek water closet, he breathed his laugh, euthanasia. With a beaded mitre and a crozier, stalled upon his throne, widower of a widowed sea, with upstiffed omorphorian, with clotted hinderpants. Hairs romped round him, nicking his eager airs. They're coming waves. The white-maned seahorses, chomping, bright wind-bridled the steeds of Manan. I mustn't forget his letter for the press. And after, the ship, half twelve. By the way, go easy with that money like a good young imbecile. Yes, I must. His pace slackened. Here. Am I going to Aunt Sarah's or not? My consubstantial father's voice. Did you see anything of your artist brother Stephen lately? No? Sure, he's not down in Strasbourg Terrace with his Aunt Sally. Couldn't he fly a bit higher than that, eh? And, 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 and tell us, Stephen, how is Uncle C? Oh, weeping God, the things I married into. De boys up in de hayloft, the drunken little cost drawer, and his brother, the cornet player. Highly respectable gondoliers. And ski-weird Walter serving his father, no less. Sir, yes, sir, no, sir. Jesus wept, and no wonder by Christ. I pull the wheezy bell of their shuttered cottage, and wait. They take me for a dun, peer out from the coin of vantage. It's Stephen, sir. Let him in. Let Stephen in. A bolt drawn back, and Walter welcomes me. We thought you were someone else. In his broad bed, Uncle Richie, pillowed and blanketed, extends over the hillock of his knees a sturdy forearm, clean-chested. He has washed the upper moiety. Morrow, nephew. He lays against the lapboard whereon he drafts his bills of costs for the eyes of Master Guff and Master Shapland Tandy, filling consents and common searches and a writ of deuces tecum, a burgook frame over his bald head, wild requiscat. The drone of his misleading whistle brings Walter back. Yes, sir. Malt for Richie and Stephen. Tell mother, where is she? Bathing Chrissy, sir. 
Papa's little bed pal, lump of love. No, Uncle Richie. Call me Richie. Damn your lithia water. It lowers. Whusky. Uncle Richie, really? Sit down, or by the law, Harry, I'll knock you down. Walter squints vainly for a chair. He has nothing to sit down upon, sir. He has nowhere to put it, you mug. Bring our Chippendale chair. Would you like a bite of something? None of your damned lordy dole airs here. The rich of a rush of fried with a herring? Sure? So much the better. We have nothing in the house but backache peels. Pills. A letter. He drones bars at Fernando's aria de sortita, the grandest number, Stephen, in the whole opera. Listen. His tuneful whistle sounds again, finely shaded with rushes of the air, his fists big drumming on his padded knees. This wind is sweeter. Houses of decay, mine, his, and all. You told the Clongo's gentry you had an uncle, a judge, and an uncle, a general in the army. Come out of them, Stephen. Beauty is not there, nor in the stagnant bay of Marsh's library where you read the fading prophecies of Joachim Abbas. For whom? The hundred-headed rabble of the cathedral close. A hater of his kind ran from them to the wood of madness, his mane foaming in the moon, his eyeballs stars. Hoyam, horse-nostrilled, the oval equine faces... Temple, Buck Mulligan, Foxy Campbell, Lantern Jaws, Abbas Father, Furious Dean, what offense laid fire to their brains? Puff. Descende calve ut ne amplius de calveris. Garland of gray hair on his culminated head. See him, me, clamoring down to the footpace. Descende! Clutching a monstrance. Basilisk guide. Get down, bald pole. Choir gives back menace and echo, assisting about the altar's horns, the snorted Latin of jack priests moving burly in their albs, tonsured and oiled and gelded, fat with the fat of kidneys of wheat. And at the same instant, perhaps a priest round the corner is elevating it. Dring, dring, and two streets off another looking it into a pix. Dring, a dring. And in a lady chapel, another taking housel all to his own cheek. Dring, dring. Down, up, forward, back. Dan Oakham thought of that invincible doctor. A misty English morning, the imp hypostasis tickled his brain, bringing his host down and kneeling his... He heard twine with his second bell, the first bell in the transept. He is lifting this. And, rising, heard... Now I am lifting. There are two bells. He is kneeling. Twang and diphthong. Cousin Stephen, you will never be a saint. Isle of saints. You were awfully holy, weren't you? You prayed to the Blessed Virgin that you might not have a red nose. You prayed to the devil in Serpentine Avenue that the fubsy window in front might lift her clothes still more from the wet street. Oh, see, Seto. Sell your soul for that, do. Dyed rags pinned round a squall. More, tell me more, more still. On the top of the house, tram alone crying to the rain. Naked women, naked women, what about that, eh? 
What about what? What else were they invented for? Reading two pages apiece of seven books every night, eh? I was young. You bowed to yourself in the mirror, stepping forward to applause, earnestly, striking face. Hooray for the goddamned idiot, hooray! No one saw, tell no one. Books you were going to write with letters for titles. Have you read his F? Oh yes, but I prefer Q. Oh yes, but Q, uh, W is wonderful. Oh yes, W. Remember your epiphanies written on green oval leaves? Deeply deep. Copies to be sent if you die to all the great libraries of the world, including Alexandria. Someone was to read them there after a few thousand years of Maha Mavantara, Pico della Mirandola, like I very like a whale. When one reads these strange pages of one long gone, one feels that one is at one with one who wants. The grainy sand had gone from under his feet. His boots trod again a damp, crackling mast, razor shells, squeaking pebbles, that on the unnumbered pebbles beats, wood sieved by the shipworm, lost armada. Unwholesome sand flats waited to suck his treading soles, breathing upward sewage breath. A pocket of seaweed smoldered in sea fire under a midden of man's ashes. He coasted them, walking warily. A porter bottle stood up, stog to its waist, in the cakey sando, a sentinel, isle of dreadful thirst. Broken hoops on the shore, at the land, a maze of dark cunning nets. Farther away, chalk scrawled back doors, and on the higher beach, a drying line with two crucified shirts, rings end, wigwams of brown steersmen, and master mariners, human shells. He halted. I've passed the way to Aunt Sarah's. Am I not going there? Seems not. No one about. He turned northeast and crossed the firmer sands toward the pigeon house. Qui vous a mis dans cette fichue position? C'est le pigeon, Joseph. Patrice, home on fellow. Lapped warm milk with me in the bar McMahon, son of the wild goose Kevin Egan of Paris. My father's a bird. He lapped the sweet lace show with pink young tongue, plump bonnet's face. Lap, lapin. He hopes to win the gros lot. About the nature of women he read in Michelet. But he must send me La Vie de Jesus by M. Leo Taxil. Lent it to his friend. C'est donc, vous savez? Moi, je suis socialiste. Je ne crois pas en l'existence de Dieu. Faut pas le dire à mon père. Il croit? What is, mon, how do you say that? Quoi? Il croit? Mon père, oui. Schluss. He laughed. My Latin quarter hat. God, we simply must dress the character. I want puce gloves. You were a student, weren't you? Of what in the other devil's name? Persean. P-C-N, you know? Physique, chemique, et naturel. Aha. Eating your goat's worth of mu en civet, flesh pots of Egypt, elbowed by belching cabmen. Just say in the most natural tone, when I was in Paris, 
Gurumish. I used to, yes, used to carry punched tickets to prove an alibi if they arrested you for murder somewhere. Justice. On the night of the 17th of February, 1904, the prisoner was seen by two witnesses. One fellow did it. Other, me. Hat, tie, overcoat, nose. Louis, c'est moi. You seem to have enjoyed yourself. Proudly walking. Whom were you trying to walk like? Forget. A dispossessed. With mother's money order, eight shillings, the banging door of the post office slammed in your face by the usher. Hunger toothache. Encore du minutes. Look, clock. Must get. Fair mate. Hire dog. Shoot him to bloody bits with a bang shotgun. Bits, man. Spattered walls, all brass buttons. Bits all crack in place. Clack back. Not hurt? Oh, that's all right. Shake hands. See what I mean? See? Oh, that's all right. Shake a shake. Oh, that's all only all right. You were going to do wonders. What? Missionary to Europe after fiery Columbanus. Fiacre and Scotus on their creepy stools in heaven split from their pint pots. Loud Latin laughing. UG, UG. Pretending to speak broken English as you dragged your valise. Quarter three pence across the slimy pier at New Haven. Coma? Rich booty you brought back. Le tutu. Five tattered numbers of pantalon blanc. A culotte rouge. A blue French telegram. Curiosity to show. Mother dying. Come home, father. The aunt thinks you killed your mother. That's why she won't. Then here's a health to Mulligan's aunt, and I'll tell you the reason why. She always kept things decent in the Hannigan family. His feet marched in sudden proud rhythm over the sand furrows, along by the boulders of the south wall. He stared at them proudly, piled stone mammoth skulls, gold light on sea, on sand, on boulders. The sun is there, the slender trees... The lemon houses. Paris, rawly walking, crude sunlight on her lemon streets. Moist pith of fowls of braid, the frog green wormwood, her matin incense caught the air. Beluomo rises from the bed of his wife's lover's wife, the kerchiefed housewife's astir, a saucer of ascetic acid in her hand. In Rodos Yvonne and Madeleine, new make their tumbled beauties, shattering with gold teeth, chaussons of pastry, their mouths yellowed with the puce of flambreton. Faces of Paris men go by, their well-pleased pleasures, curled conquistadores. Noon slumbers. Kevin Egan rolls gunpowder cigarettes through fingers smeared with printer's ink. Sipping his green fairy, as Patrice is white. About us gobblers fork spiced beans down their gullets. On demi yeah? A jet of coffee steam from the burnished cauldron. She serves me at his beck. Il est irlandais? Hollandais? Non, fromage. Deux irlandais, nu, irlande. Vous avez? Ah, oui. She thought you wanted a cheese. Hollandais. You're postprandial. Do you know that word? Postprandial. There was a fellow I once 
knew in Barcelona, queer fellow, used to call it his postprandial. Well, you do it. Slaint. Around the slab tables, the tangle of wind breaths and grumbling gorges. His breath hangs over a saucer-stained plates, the green fairy's fang thrusting between his lips. Of Ireland, the Dalcassians, of hopes, conspiracies, of Arthur Griffith now, A.E. Pimander, good shepherd of men, to yoke me as his yoke fellow, our crimes, our common cause. You're your father's son, I know the voice, his fustian shirt, sanguine flower trembles its Spanish tassels at his secrets. M. Drumont, famous journalist, Drumont, I know what he called Queen Victoria. Old hag with yellow teeth. Vile ogressa with donjons. Maud Gomme, beautiful woman. La Patrie. Mademoiselle Milio. Felix Ford, you know how he died? Licentious men. The Froken. Bon à tout faire. Who rubs male nakedness in the bath at Uppsala. Moi faire, she said. Tous les messieurs. Not this, monsieur, I said. Most licentious custom. Bath, a most private thing. I wouldn't let my brother, not even my own brother. Most lascivious thing. Green eyes, I see you. Fang, I feel. Lascivious people. The blue fuse burns deadly between hands and burns clear. Loose tobacco shreds catch fire. A flame and acrid smoke light our corner. Raw face bones under his peep of dear boy's hut. How the head centre got away. Authentic version. Got up as a young bride. Man. Veil orange blossoms. Drove out the road to Malahide. Did. Fit. Of lost leaders the betrayed. Wild escapes. Disguises clutched at. Gone. Not here. Spurned lover. I was a strapping young gossin at that time, I tell you. I'll show you my likeness one day. I was, faith, lover. For her love he prowled with Colonel Richard Burke, tainest of his sept, under the walls of Clerkenwell, and, crouching, saw a flame of vengeance hurl them upward in the fog. Shattered glass and toppling masonry. In gay Paris he hides, eager of Paris, unsought by any save by me. Making his day's stations, the dingy printing case, his three taverns, the Montmartre lair he sleeps short night in, rue de la Goutte d'Or, damascened with fly-bound faces of the gone. Loveless, landless, wifeless. She is quite nicely comfy without her outcast man, madame in Rue Guite de Cour, canary and two book lodges. Peachy cheeks, a zebra skirt, frisky as a young thing's, spurned and undespairing. Tell Pat you saw me, won't you? I wanted to get poor Pat a job one time. Mon fils, soldier of France. I taught him to sing the boys of Kilkenny our stout roaring blades. No, that old lay. I taught Patrice that. Old Kilkenny, St. Canis, Strongbow's castle on the Nore, goes like this. Oh, oh, he takes me Napatandi by the hand. Oh, oh, the boys of Kilkenny. Weak wasting hand on mine. They have forgotten Kevin Egan, not he them. Remembering thee, O oh, Sion.
He had come near the edge of the sea and wet sand slapped his boots. The new air greeted him, harping in wild nerves, wind of wild air and seeds brightness. Here, I am not walking out to the Kish lightship, am I? He stood suddenly, his feet beginning to sink slowly in the quaking soil. Turn back. Turning, he scanned the shore south, his feet sinking again slowly in new sockets. The cold domed room of the tower waits. Through the barbicans, the shaft of light are moving ever, slowly, ever, as my feet are sinking, creeping duskward on the dial floor. Blue dusk, nightfall, deep blue night. In the darkness of the dome they wait. Their pushed-back chairs, my obelisk valise, around a board of abandoned platters. Who to clear it? He has the key. I will not sleep there when this night comes, a shut door of a silent tower, entombing their blind bodies. The panther sahib and his pointer call. No answer. He lifted his feet up from the suck and turned back by the mold of boulders. Take all, keep all. My soul walks with me, form of forms. So in the moon's mid-watches I pace the path above the rocks in sable silvered, hearing Elsinore's tempting flood. The flood is following me. I can watch it flow past from here. Get back then by the pool-beg road to the strand there. He climbed over the sedge and ely oarweeds and sat on a stool of rock, resting his ash-plant ash in a grike. A bloated carcass of a dog lolled on the bladder rack. Before him, the gunwale of a boat sunk in sand. Un coche en sable. Louis Vuillot called Gautier's prose. These heavy sands are language tied and wind have silked our language tied and wind have silted here, and these the stone heaps of dead builders, a warren of weasel rats. Hide gold there, try it. You have some. Sands and stones, heavy of the past, Sir Lout's toys. Mind you don't get one bang on the air. I'm the bloody well gigant rolls all them bloody well boulders, bones for my stepping stones. Fee for fum. I smell the bloods of the Irishman. A point. Live dog, grew into sight, running across the sweep of sand. Lord, is he going to attack me? Respect his liberty. You will not be master of others or their slave. I have my stick. Sit tight. From farther away, walking shoreward across from the crested tide. Figures. Two. The two marriers. They have tucked it safe among the bulrushes. Peekaboo, I see you. No, the dog. He is running back to them. Who? Gullies of the Lucklands ran here to the beach in quest of prey, their blood-beaked prows riding low on a molten pewter surf. Dane Vikings, talks of tomahawks a-glitter on their breasts when Malachi wore the colour of gold. A school of tailhide whales stranded in hot noon, spouting, hobbling in the shallows. Then from the starving cage-work city, a horde of jerkined dwarves, my people, with flayer's knives, running, scaling, hacking in green blubbery whale-meat. Famine, plague, and slaughters, their blood is in me, their lusts my waves. I moved among them on the frozen liffy, that I, a changeling, among the sputtering resin fires. I spoke to no one, none to me. 
The dog's bark ran towards him, stopped, ran back. Dog of my enemy. I just simply stood pale, silent, bared about. Terribilia meditans. A primrose doublet, fortune's nerve, smiled on my fear. For that are you pining the bark of their applause. Pretenders live their lives. The Bruce's brother, Thomas Fitzgerald, silken knight, Perkin Warbeck, York's false scion, in breeches of silk, of white rose ivory, wonder of a day. And Lambert Simnel, with a tail of nuns and sutlers, a scullion crowned. All king's sons, a paradise of pretenders then and now. He saved men from drowning, and you shake at a cur's yelping. But the courtiers who mocked Guido or in awe Saint-Michel were in their own house. House of, we don't want any of your medieval abstrusiosities. Would you do what he did? A boat would be near, a life buoy. Naturalique, put there for you. Would you or would you not? The man that was drowned nine days ago off Maiden's Rock. They're waiting for him now. The truth spit it out, I would want to. I would try. I am not a strong swimmer. Water cold, soft. When I put my face into it, in the basin it clonglows, can't see. Who's behind me? Out quickly, quickly. Do you see the tide flowing quickly in on all slides, sheeting the loads of sand quickly? Shell cuckoo I could. If I had land under my feet. I want his life still to be his, mine to be mine. A drowning man, his human eyes scream to me out of horror of his death. I, with him together down, I could not save her. Waters, bitter death, lost. A woman and a man. I see her skirties, pinned up by bet. The dog ambled about a bank of dwindling sand, trotting, sniffing on all sides looking for something lost in a past life, suddenly made off like a bounding hare, ears flung back, chasing the shadow of a low-skimming gull. The man's shrieked whistle struck his limp ears. He turned, bounded back, came nearer, trotted on twinkling shanks. On a field tenny, a buck, tripping proper, unattired. At the lace fringe of the tide, he halted with stiff forehoofs, seaward-pointed ears, the snout lifted, barked at the wave noise, herds of sea morse. They serpented towards his feet, curling, unfurling many crests, every ninth breaking, plashing from far, from farther out, waves and waves, cockle pickers. They waded a little way in the water and, stooping, soused their bags and, lifting them again, waded out. The dog yelped, running to them, reared up and pawed them, dropping on all fours, again reared up at them with mute, bearish fawning, unheeded, he kept by them as they came towards the drier sand, a rag of wolf's tongue, red panting from his jaws. His speckled body ambled ahead of them and then loped off at a calf's gallop. The carcass lay on his path. He stopped, sniffed, stalked round it. Brother, nosing closer, went round it, sniffing rapidly like a dog all over the dead dog's bedraggled fell. Dog skull, dog sniff, eyes on the ground, Move to one's great goal. Ah, poor dog's body. Here lies poor dog body's body. 
chatters. Out of that, you mongrel! Cry brought him skulking back to his master, and a blunt, bootless kick sent him unscathed across a split of sand. Crouched in flight. He slunk back in a curve. Doesn't see me. Along by the edge of the mole, he lolloped, dawdled, smelt a rock, and from under a cocked hind leg, pissed against it. He trotted forward, and lifting again his hind leg, pissed quick short at an unsmelt rock. Simple pleasures of the poor. His hind paws then scattered the sand. Then his forepaws dabbled and delved. Something he buried there, his grandmother. He rooted in the sand again with the fury of his claws, soon ceasing, a pard, a panther, gotten spouse breech, vulturing the dead. After he woke me last night, the same dream, or was it? Wait, open hallway, street of harlots. Remember? Harun al-Rashid? I am almosting it. That man led me, spoke. I was not afraid. The melon he had he held against my face. Smiled. Cream fruit smell. That was the rule, said. In, come. Red carpet sprayed. You will see who. Shouldering their bags, they trudged the red Egyptians. His blued feet out of turned-up trousers slapped the clammy sand, a, du a dull brick muffler strangling his unshaven neck. With woman's steps she followed, the ruffian in his strolling mart. Spoils slung at her back. Loose sand and shell-grit crusted her bare feet. About her with windrow face hair trailed. Behind her lord, his helpmate, being awast to Romeville. When night hides her body's flaws, calling under her brown shawl from an archway where dogs have mired. Her fancy way is treating two royal Dublins in a lufflands of black pits. Bus her, rapping rogues rum lingo, or far... Oh, my dimber whopping dell, a she-fiend's whiteness under her rancid rags. Fumbally's lay in the night, the tanyard smells. White thy fumbles, red thy gown, and thy quarren's dainty ease. Couch a hog's head with me, then, in the dark man's clip and kiss. Moros delitaction, Aquinas turnbelly calls this. Frate porcospino. Unfallen Adam rode and not rotted. Call away, let them. Thy quarren's dainty ease. Language no whit worse than his. Monk words, marry beads, jabber on their girdles. Rogue words, tough nuggets putter in their pockets. Passing now. A side eye at my hamlet hat. If I were suddenly naked here as I sit. I am not. Across the sands of all the world, followed by the sun's flaming sword to the west, trekking to evening lands, she trudges, schleps, trains, drags, trascenes her load, a tide westering, moon-drawn in her wake. Tides myriad islanded within her, blood not mine. Oinopa Ponton, a wine-dark sea, behold the handmaid of the moon. In sleep the wet sign calls her hour, bids her rise. Bride bed, child bed, bed of death, ghost candled. Omnis caro ad te veniet. He comes, pale vampire, through storm his eyes. His back sails bloodying the sea. 
mouth to her mouth's kiss. Here, put a pin in that chap, will you, my tablets, mouth to her kiss. No, must be two of them. Glue them well, mouth to her mouth's kiss. His lips lipped and mouthed fleshless lips of air, mouth to her moomb, oomb, all wombing tomb. His mouth molded issuing breath, unspeached, ooeha, roar of cataractic planets, globed, blazing, roaring, way away, 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 paper, the banknotes, blast them, old Deezy's letter here. Thanking you for the hospitality, tear the blank end off. Turning his back to the sun, he bent over far to a table of rock and scribbled words. That's twice I forgot to take slips from the library counter. His shadow lay over the rocks as he banked, ending. Why not endless uh -oh. till the... Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Why not endless till the farthest star? Darkly they are there behind this light, darkness shining in the brightness, delta of Cassiopeia, world. Me sits there with his auger's rod of ash, in burrowed sandals, by day beside a livid sea, unbeheld in violet night, walking beneath a rain of uncouth stars. I throw this ended shadow from me, man-shape ineluctable, call it buck. Endless, would it be mine, form of my form? Who watches me here? Who does? Whoever anywhere will read these written words. Signs on a white field, somewhere to someone in your flutiest voice. The good bishop of Cloyne took the veil of the temple out of his shovel hut. Veil of space with coloured emblems hatched on its field. Hold hard. Coloured on a flat. Yes, that's right. Flat I see. Then think distance. Near. Far. Flat I see. East. Back. Ah, see now. Falls back suddenly. Frozen in stereoscope. Click does the trick. You find my words dark. Darkness is in our souls, do you not think? Flutier, our souls, shame-wounded by our sins, cling to us yet more. A woman to her lover clinging, the more, the more. She trusts me, her hand, gentle, the long-lashed eyes. Now where the blue hell am I bringing her beyond the veil? Into the ineluctable modality of the ineluctable visuality. She, she, she. What she? The virgin at Hodges Figgis Widows on Monday? Looking in for one of the alphabet books you were going to write? Keen glance you gave her. Wrist through the braided jessie of her sunshade. She lives in Leeson Park with the grief and kickshaws, a lady of letters. Talk that to someone else. Stevie, a pick-me-up. Bet she wears those curse of God stays suspenders and yellow stockings darned with lumpy wool. Talk about apple dumplings. Piutosto, where are your wits? Touch me. Soft eyes, soft, soft, soft hand. I'm lonely here. Oh, touch me soon now. 
What is that word known to all men? I'm quiet here, alone. Sad, too. Touch, touch me. He lay back at a full stretch over the sharp rocks, cramming the scribbled note and pencil into a pock his hat, his hat down on his eyes. That is Kevin Egan's movement I made, nodding for his nap, Sabbath sleep. Et vidit dus, et erant valde bona. Allo, bonjour. Welcome as the flowers in May. Under its leaf he watched through peacock-twittering lashes the southing sun. I am caught in this burning scene, Pan's hour, the faunal noon, among gum-heavy serpent plants, milk-oozing fruits, where on the tawny waters leaves lie wide. Pain is far. And no more turn aside and brood. His gaze brooded on his broad-toed boots, a box cast-offs, under. He counted the creases of rock's leather wherein another's foot had nestled warm. The foot that beat the ground in tripudium, foot I dislove. But you were delighted when Esther Oswald's shoe went on you. Girl I knew in Paris. Tiens, quel petit pied! Staunch framed a brother soul. Wild's love that dare not speak its name. His arm... Cranley's arm, he now will leave me, and the blame, as I am, as I am, all or not at all. In long lassoes from the Cook Lake, the water flowed full, covering green gold in the lagoons of sand, rising, flowing. My ash plant will float away. I shall wait. No, they will pass on, passing, chafing against the low rocks, swirling, passing. Better get this job over quick. Listen, a four-worded wave speech. See, soo, hiss, recise, ooze. Vehement breath of waters amid sea snakes, rearing horses, rocks. In cups of rocks it slops, flop, slop, slap. Bounded in barrels, and spent, its speech ceases. It flows purling, widely flowing, floating, flame pool, flower unfurling. Under the upswelling tide, he saw the writhing weeds lift languidly and sway reluctant arms, hissing up their petticoats in whispering water, swaying and upturning coy silver fronds. Day by day, night by night. Lifted, flooded, and let fall. Lord, they are weary. And, whispered too, they sigh. St. Ambrose heard it, sighs of leaves and waves, Waiting, awaiting the fullness of their times. Dibus at noctibus inurius patiens in gemiscuch. To no end gathered, vainly then released, Forth flowing, wending back. Loom of the moon. Weary too in sight of lovers, lascivious men, and naked women, woman, shining in her court. She draws a toil of waters. Five fathoms out there. Full fathom five thy father lies. At one, he said. Found drowned. 
High water at Dublin Bar. Driving before it a loose drift of rubble, fan shoals of fishes, silly shells. A corpse rising salt white from the undertow, bobbing a pace, a pace, a porpoise landward. There he is. Hook it quick. Pull. Sunk though he be beneath the watery floor, we have him. Easy now. Bag of corpse gas sopping in foul brine. A quiver of minnows. Fat of a spongy tidbit. Flash through the slits of his button trouser fly. God becomes man, becomes fish, becomes barnacle. Goose becomes featherbed mountain. Dead breaths I living breathe. Tread dead dust devours a uranus offal from all dead. Hauled stark over the gunwale, he breathes upward the stench of his green grave, his leprous nose hole snoring to the sun. A sea change, this. Brown eyes, salt blue. Sea death. Mildest of all deaths known to man. Old Father Ocean, Prix de Paris, beware of imitations. Just you give it a fair trial. We enjoyed ourselves immensely. Come, I thirst, clouding over. No black clouds anywhere, are there? Thunderstorm. All bright he falls, proud lightning of the intellect. Lucifer, Dico, Key, Nesquit, Ocasum. No. My cockle hat and staffed and his my sandal shoon. Where? To evening lands. Evening will find itself. He took the hilt of his ash plant, lunging with it softly, dallying still. Yes, evening will find itself in me, without me. All days make their end. By the way, next, when it is Tuesday, will be the longest day. Of all the glad new year, mother, the rum-tum tiddly-tum, Lawn Tennyson, Gentleman Poet, G-I-A, Gia, for the old hag with the yellow teeth, and Monsieur Drummond, Gentleman Journalist, Gia, my teeth are very bad. Why, I wonder, feel. That one is going too. Shells. Ought I go to a dentist, I wonder, with that money? That one? This, toothless kinch, the Superman. Why is that, I wonder? Or does it mean something, perhaps? My handkerchief, he threw it, I remember. Did I not take it up? His hand groped vainly in his pockets. No, I didn't. Better buy one. He laid the dry snot picked from his nostril on a ledge of rock. Carefully. For the rest, let look who will. Behind, perhaps there is someone. He turned his face over a shoulder, rear regardant, moving through the air high spars of a three-master, her sails brailed up on the cross-trees, homing upstream, silently moving, a silent ship. End of chapter three.